Welcome back to Stratford Vibe Exchange. I'm Kareem Rushdie. We're here recording in Fresh and Free Studios inside of Nancy Campbell Academy, downtown Stratford, Ontario. Today we have the pleasure of none other than Jeff Wood from Little Big Creative. How are you feeling today? What up, Kareem? I'm feeling good. So happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been vibing. Yeah. And chatting. Yeah. No, so, I think this is a, a really cool spot you have. So I'm, I'm super excited to be here. This is my first time in the studio and checking it out. This is my first time in any sort of studio at this magnitude, and I really like it. Really? Yeah, love it. Well, I'm, I'm honored this is your first studio <laughs> of this level experience. Yeah. And the fact that we can have a studio like this in Stratford is also pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, Stratford needs a whole lot more of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And you just opened a studio not long ago. Yeah. What was it, like a year or two? Uh, How long has it been? Yeah, it's been two years. Uh, I'll just put my phone on side. Yeah. It's been two years. Um, I have a photography and videography studio it's just amazing. above Jobsite Brewery. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a Shout old, out Jobsite Brewery. Yeah, Jobsite Brewery. Yeah. I was performing there last night. Yeah. Shout out John Yant. Shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the studio, it works really well as... Um, a place not only where I can do my work in an office setting on my computer, which mm. is half the amount of work that I do. And then the other half is shooting. And that mm -hmm. spot has beautiful lighting. It has everything I need, enough space to make uh, the shoots that I think up come to life. So That's amazing. Yeah. And do you have a lot of clients from Stratford itself? Yes. The majority of the clients that I have are from Stratford. Um, and it's majority of that comes from word of mouth kind of marketing that I like to say. Hey, yeah, that's, um, that's the best. Yeah. The best kind of marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like solid referrals from other clients to other businesses and to other people. And yeah, I think it's it's all sort of just come from nothing. It came from hmm. I didn't have I didn't have anybody who knew that I would do that. And and it's just because of what we've done in the past that what happens now with the bigger clients and the bigger budgets and stuff right. like that. So, right. Yeah. So that's exciting. So walk us through the journey. How okay. did you, okay. How did you start? When did Jeff Wood first pick up the camera? Okay. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I've always liked Comtech at school. Okay. In high school. Uh, I took art every year in high school. Um, at first, I wanted to do graphic design and uh, mm. some sort of like package design or um, even anything just in the fine arts. Okay. Uh, right. That was my first thing that I liked to do. I liked to do graffiti when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, not real graffiti. I was never allowed like to do that. Like not on the trains? No. Uh, but I would do it on paper and I found that I was, you know, I, I looked at it and I was like, wow, like I can actually do this stuff. Mm. I can draw. Um, so I, I, I did a lot of drawing when I was a kid. So I'd throw on some music, sit in my room, and draw. And draw. Yeah, so that's what sparked the creative side of most things that I do. Right. Um, and then after that, I went to university. And while I was at university, I was on Kijiji, and I bought a camera. 
just like randomly yeah i thought to myself like i i kind of want to just like get back into that i always had like camera on my phone i like take pictures of my friends Mm. and doing stupid stuff at school just taking pictures right so i went on kijiji i got a camera for like 200 bucks it's a it's a canon 7d um it was okay it, it was 10 years old at the time but it was good. It was it was like a professional camera that was ten years old at the time. Mm. So that's what I started with, and it was it was hard to to work not knowing like what I was doing, and never had had one of those in my hand before. Um, this was in third year of university, mm. so that was quite a while ago now. But yeah, so I started. Yeah, with you're the, getting old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I started with that and. Uh, when I got done at school, that camera sort of sat in a bag for a while while I was at school. Classic. Um, yeah, but I've always had, honestly, university really probably wasn't the place for me. Uh, I played rugby when I was there, but mm. looking back on things, um, I probably should have taken the more creative route that I wanted to take uh, earlier on in high school. Oh, um, so you weren't studying film or no, something? No, no. Okay. Uh, I took... I took classes at school like global studies, um, geography, okay. religion, a uh, bunch of stuff like that. So oh, okay. I think I'm pretty well-rounded that way, Yeah, being have gone through those classes and had to force myself to learn those things. Like I didn't know any of that stuff, but mm. I found it interesting. So I passed those classes and I got my degree and everything. So I congrats, went, thank congrats. you, thank you. Made it happen. Yeah. It's sitting somewhere. I don't yeah. know where it is. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all up here. Right. I can write a good email now, so that's nice. Yeah. And uh, but I always thought to myself in the back of my mind that I was missing something in my life that mm. was creative and that uh, a pathway I could go down that was more of a creative pathway. So wow. after I was done school, um, I was at a New Year's Eve party, and my really good friend Andrew McArdle. Uh, was there as well and we started chatting so shout out andrew yeah shout out andrew <laughs> he's in bc right now living his best life right now oh great yeah he just arrived there the other day so i love it in bc yeah it's i got beautiful. family there it's beautiful yeah, it's yeah great you can surf you can snowboard you can mountain bike just all the fishing things. all the things everything andrew loves so that's why he's there oh, great, so great. we met up with each other on new year's and we started talking to each other and he was like um i just you know, I have nothing going on right now. I just came back from Australia and Mm. he didn't have anything happening just like me. I had just graduated. I had nothing going on. I did not want to go back and do HVAC work that I was doing before all the way through school. Right, right. So So, you were both at an open slate moment. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So we chatted and basically we said the exact same thing. What would you want to do? I would want to, I would want to be a photographer. Mm. I would want to do photography full time. If I could, I would want right. to do something creative like photography. And Andrew was like, yeah, I would want to make videos for brands and stuff and shoot for big brands and make cool content. And so we were like, okay, well, like, why don't you hear about, like, people say that all the time, like, follow your dreams, mm. do what makes you happy, do something that you do every day and you don't feel like you're working so hard. Right. It, because it comes naturally to you and you enjoy it. So the next day, literally the day after, we would have been a little bit hungover maybe. Okay. But we got together the day after um, and we basically hatched exactly what Little Big Creative became. 
Wow. So that's cool. On that day, we registered our business name. We start. We just started mm. uh, in Andrew's apartment, and yeah, that's the, amazing, man. Yeah. I think a lot of people say what you just said. Um, find your happiness. Yeah. Pursue your dream. Yeah. You know, but there's also this expectation I feel to um, subscribe to the norms of society as well. For example, oh, but you need a nine to five. Exactly. And, oh, but you need to pay the bills. Exactly. And, yeah. and oh, you're not anyone unless you put that degree to use. Exactly. There's, so it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah. of hypocrisy, in yeah. my opinion. I have faced a lot of that for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, when I was starting that business, I like shout out to my mom and dad shout out mom and dad but my dad comes from a very um traditional working he's a plumber Mm. he's been a plumber for a long time he works very hard Mm. uh which i'm i'm super proud of him but uh it got to a point where i was like dad i don't want to wear work boots to to work i don't want to wear steel toe boots like i want to do something with my brain and not have to just use my physical body all the time to lift things, which that's what I was doing before. But uh, he goes, well, it doesn't make sense. You know, you can't, I don't, I, I told him, I remember saying to him, I want to wear shorts and I want to wear sandals to work. That's what you're wearing right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> so I told him that and I remember uh, my sister was sitting there and she brings this up all the time. Um, but he, my dad said, that's impossible. You're like, you can't do that. Mm. You, you expect to work. You expect to make money in shorts and, and sandals. Right, right, right. And uh, that's kind of like, I was, that just like lit a huge fire inside me. And right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's inspiring and heavy in a way. Yeah. I think it's, you're actually speaking to an experience a lot of us are having. Yeah. Uh, because times have changed. Yes, you know? absolutely. And it's yeah. not that your dad doesn't love you or doesn't believe yeah, in you. Yeah. He totally does, yeah. obviously. He's my biggest fan, by yeah, the way. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That's why you started with a shout-out yeah. to dad. But um, but what, what I think what happened there is what has happened to, to many of us is just when the times change, the concept of what's acceptable yeah. also changes. Yeah. And it's hard for people to accept change. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes people don't even know that the thing has changed. Yeah. You know, or that what the possibilities yeah. are. Cause, it's hard to understand when, like, yeah. if you're out of the game, you know, you, it's hard to pick up and understand what's going on. Yeah. So. And you go from a world where, you know, working your entire life in yeah. the factory, one job, and then you get a retirement package and a watch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that was considered a wonderful life. And it, and it was. And you yeah. provided for your family and you were yeah. well taken care of. Whereas now you could live stream yourself eating and make money it's called mukbang Mukbang. you know mukbang (laughs) of course i know that because i lived in south korea i do that all the time without a camera i sit (laughs) in my car and eat (laughs) that's amazing so yeah it's it's really wild what you can do now and there's like 16 year old kids online drop shipping yep you know products streaming and streaming and creating content and using ai to create content for them yeah on these sub channels that are linked to products on amazon and yeah just like making money it's deep and it's deep it's wild it's a wild world but it's Absolutely. it's part of our our new reality you could yeah. call it i guess so that's amazing man so in our new reality so you took us in a bit of a journey on 
how you got your first camera and then Andrew and then you guys were yeah um, you started little big creative and some of the challenges maybe that have been faced but let's maybe fast forward a bit until now so now you're in my opinion very well established in Thank Stratford you. I appreciate because uh, you know this is one of our first conversations actually yeah <laughs> ever I've but, seen you lots yeah and I've seen you lots um, but that's what I'm saying is I was always thinking um, you know if I was ever gonna do some video stuff yeah it's you know I was thinking of okay, it's gonna be Chris Von Kleiss yeah and Jeff Wood huh. you know and that's because I see you guys everywhere and your work is incredible yeah so, I feel very fortunate to even be compared in that conversation so that's amazing yeah Chris yeah. is wicked yeah yeah next level go next level yeah um shout out chris shout out kvk hashtag big shout out chris um and claire and claire of course um so but in this moment now what's the camera your go-to camera right now it has been for the past year uh, a sony a1 okay uh i was kind of faced with like when i was getting a new camera i was thinking okay and like i've seen other people do this before do you buy a camera that's good at video and a camera that's good at photo or do you buy one camera? Mm. It might be more expensive. It might be a little bit bigger of a risk, but that's really good at both of those things. So you limit the gear that you have, but it still performs the same. Right. Right. So sometimes I do wish I had something else, but other times I'm like, this is the greatest, like I love my camera that I have. I think I made the right decision. But so I don't know much about cameras, but yeah. is, that's the one that you're describing, the one that's bigger risk? Yeah. So it was a pretty penny? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, I, I spent um, literally every last dollar that I had and more wow. to get it. Um, yeah. No, I, Andrew and I grinded so hard at the start. Mm. He, he had a little point-and-shoot camera. I had that old it's set like 7d right right like it was bad mm. and we started with that and we just grinded so hard i remember calling people in the middle of the day being like hey it, it's a barbershop we pick up the phone and you're like hey there's a lot of barbershops around london that have a lot of really good content i think maybe you could use some mm. and we would cold, cold call people all day looking for a job Wow. And it was like a, a crazy, crazy grind. We didn't like, Andrea like had his mom's hand-me-down car. I didn't have a car. Like, it was like, it was a grind. Right, right. And so. Did you when, ever go days with oh, everyone yeah. saying no? Yes. 100%. Wow. And we would go days where we would be like, okay, we don't have a job for this day. Mm. We have had a job in the past for a barber shop. Let's just make that barbershop job because we don't have anything to do today. Let's just work on that, even though it's done and we've been, you know, we've already put in our work for that job. Let's just do more and more and more and make it way better. Use our time right uh, now. Over deliver. Over deliver. Every time I do something, I want to over deliver. And that still sticks today with everything. Right. I, I've learned that lesson. That's. That's, powerful. that's a learned that's, lesson. That's what Victor was teaching me. Yeah. Shout out young Victor. Yeah, shout out Victor. Um, yeah, he was telling me that's what he did, um, or that's what he's been doing is if someone books him for a gig, yeah, 
uh, you know, you maybe you might have like a tier level of packages. Yep. If someone chooses maybe the smaller one, yep. and you just give them the bigger one. Yep. And it is a surprise. Absolutely. And then that word of mouth is ridiculous. Yeah. People. And also you feel so happy. You're of service. Yeah. Also, right? Yeah. It's not just about nickel and diming people. It's and when like someone, you're doing what you love. Someone goes, who, does your, who did your wedding photos? Oh, they're beautiful. Right. Someone's right. like, oh, it was Jeff and Selena. They right. stayed until two in the morning. Yeah. And they right. got some amazing photos. Right. They didn't have to, you know. Right, exactly. It's an eight hour day yeah. when you're booking a wedding photographer. But right. if you stay that extra time, you get those really good things. It's right. like, it goes a long way, especially with the word of mouth kind of way that I get my word around, right? Right, right. Um, I have to do that. So how'd you get your first big gig? Okay. What, what would you consider that first gig where you were like so were super first, nervous? Yeah, the first, very first gig. Okay, this is a crazy memory. Um, do you know CR Plastics? It's a no. chair manufacturer in Stratford. Oh, okay. They the chairs. Yeah. Adirondack okay. chairs. Yeah, 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 I do. They're all around. Right. Like the Alfresco setup, all those. Right. They're all from CRP. And shout every out, shout out CRP, yeah, Alfresco. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that business uh, puts out a catalog every year, and um, everything was very small time. What Andrew and I were doing at the time for Little Big Creative, right. it was very. Um, it was the little part of the little big. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, right, right. Little jobs, big jobs. That's why Little Big is Little Big. Oh, okay. So it doesn't cool. matter what it is. We we would do it that's right. what we would say so this was uh this was going to be a really big job uh, mm. and it was it was to make the catalog and and create all the photos for the catalog for yeah, all the huge. new stuff that was coming out and that's a really big business and those chairs go all over the world it, that catalog would have been seen by a ton of people and uh it was super nerve-wracking when we got to ask to quote that we got asked to, right, to right, right. create a number. Just we had to calculate things together, make a number, send it to them. And mm. this was the first time that we had to quote anything big like that. And um, yeah, it was crazy. It was a late night. Andrew and I were at his mom's place, and uh, we, I was about to leave. We went out on the street. We were standing in the street that we used to ride our bikes on all the time and Andrew like lived there his whole life we were standing it was probably two in the morning and um I had my phone out we were typing this email for this quote and uh both of us were like super nervous but we we put in a number that you know shout out CRP for accepting it but we put in this <laughs> number and we were like oh my god that's so much money like mm. if we get this job like we're going to get new cameras. And buy the Sony A1. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get new cameras. We're going to get a laptop. Right. And so we basically, we typed in this, this number and like the whole explanation on the quote, everything. And then, uh, sent it standing on the road. And the next day they were like, okay, let's get started next week. <laughs> and of course. We were so thrilled. That was the very first big gig that we did. And it was awesome. That's it went, so great. Went off without a hitch. We went down with like a big U-Haul trailer to a couple cottages, mm. set it all up, made it still some of my favorite images. They're still used. Wow. They're still on 
banners and billboards and websites and stuff like that. That's so cool. Yeah. I love how you remember all the little details of the moment. It's very special to me. Yeah, Yeah. That's powerful, man. I actually remember a similar moment for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I do another thing called the rap camp. So I work with kids and youth and adults as well. And anyways, um, I, I, I was just doing it for free actually for about eight years. Yeah. Volunteering workshops with kids. Yeah. And just, that's what I did. And then all of a sudden I got pulled into a university setting Yeah. and they wanted me to do a rap camp workshop with their staff. Wow. And they're like, so what would be the, what's your consultant fee? Yeah. And then that just triggered me because my dad's a consultant. Yeah. And I was like, consultants get paid a lot of money. So I said, a lot, (laughs) $500 a day. Yeah. And they said, oh, so perfect. (laughs) Four days is two grand. Oh, we don't even need clearance. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And then I was like, I should have asked for more. Yeah. You're like, I can make money doing what I like to do. And then that, that ended up that ended up happening so now it it, it, it quickly moved up to a thousand a day yeah and w- when i still get these sort of more corporate gigs mm-hmm. doing what i do everyone says you got to charge more but yeah. i haven't had the yeah the gusto or whatever to charge more yeah i don't know but that is a common theme i think yeah people needing to charge more for what they do and the time that they put in and yeah right the talent that they have yeah yeah i like talking about that john yunt he shout out man shout out Again. Johnny, my neighbor that's He's your my, neighbor that's my boy from hey. when i was a kid oh wow you guys grew up eh? oh yeah grew up playing hockey together and playing on a backyard rink and right right doing like some of the stupidest things you could have possibly imagined right but that's my that's my boy mm. i was just i'm thinking like charging more he does weddings and stuff like that and i remember him coming up to me and being like how how much should i charge like Right. And, it, and I was like, oh, how much are you charging? And it was not enough. Right. And he had to really think, you know, he also really had a hard time understanding, I think, that he's worth his time at a wedding. He's extremely talented. Right. Is worth a lot more. And I think a lot of people have that problem thinking, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's you and because you have your own idea of yourself, maybe you don't understand how good you are or understand how how much time you're actually putting into it but yeah right yeah yeah that's profound man um do you think you have that problem or have you struggled with it i don't mean problem i I mean that uh i don't know struggle i think uh there's definitely jobs that i have made 15 cents an hour on Mm. um right but did you kind of learn from those and say, wait a yes. minute, that was not enough. Yeah. And then I found, I think that in order to have a proper work life balance, when you're doing something in a creative space, mm-hmm. you need to charge the amount that you have to charge right? in order to be able to go home at night and be able to spend a couple hours with your family at night. Right. Uh, right. which is something that's extremely important to me. Mm-hmm. So in order to be in a spot where I can, go and hang out with my dad in the garage and work out and stuff like that I have to charge more right and that's what makes me want to charge more for mm. what I do yeah yeah wow I don't know there, that's, that's a cool, he, that's a very layered uh, yeah conversation 
I mean, you were even saying earlier that you feel self-conscious. You say I'm a self-conscious person. Uh, extremely, yeah. But so then I think on this topic of not charging enough, yeah, that would be part of it. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm not there yet. It's oh, the my view skills of yourself, aren't there. For yeah, sure, yeah, 100%. That holds you back in that sense. And so I guess what would be a method for people to to move past that? Because I had that same issue, and it was a friend of mine who said, well, what are you worth? Yeah. Do you know your value? Yeah. It was a huge discussion and yeah. it really opened my mind because I was saying, well, I'll just record your album for free. Like, yeah. you're my friend. Yeah. And he was pretty intense. Like, yeah. no, for free. He's like, what are you? Yeah. He's like, isn't this what you do? And yeah. I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, but, you know, I haven't really done like that many things. Yeah. And he said, no, what, like, what's the rate? And mm-hmm. then I said, I actually don't know. He said, well, look it up. Yeah. What do other people charge? Create your own rate. You know, and yeah. then charge me that. And yeah. so, and I gave him, a, I think, a $5 discount. I was like, you're yeah. my friend, I'll give you five bucks off. And yeah. he said, okay, fair enough, let's go. Yeah. And that changed me. So maybe that's one method is to, is to those more up and coming videographers, photographers, musicians, yeah. you know, artists, everything. Those of us who have maybe lived life a little longer or have more experience and more skin in the game, they yeah. might say, maybe we invest in our friends our buddies yes. and say you're actually worth it and there's that's, no issue in me paying you you know or, that's the plan um, so that's huge yeah oh you have a plan no that's the plan is i think um eventually i'd like to run some sort of workshop or something like that and share some knowledge oh cool i think that would be really cool i wish i had that when i was starting right i like really wish i had that when i was starting so yeah, I just... I'd go to your workshop. I just hope to, like, help people, you know? I, it's yeah. all I want to do. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk real quick about the Ethan Mac music yeah. video release, Light Switch. Hell yeah. And um, specifically, I mean, there's a lot we can uncover, and we're going to watch some of your videos yeah. okay. soon, and we'll we'll talk about them. But there was a moment at that event where you made an announcement, you gave a little yeah. speech and you were actually a little emotional. Absolutely. And you said, um, or you may have been very emotional yeah. and holding it back or yeah. something. No, I don't know. Yeah. But you said almost everyone who worked on this project or everyone is from Stratford and you seem very proud of that. Yes. So why I was thinking in the moment, like, why is he so proud of that? Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a bit about how, what led you to that moment. I just think seeing your friends succeed is special mm. right mm. yeah that's the definition of family in my opinion yes when we celebrate each yes. other's success exactly you know yeah. family's not about crabs in a bucket hold each other yeah. down it's celebrating your success yeah chaos okay yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> crabs in a bucket yeah i think uh i think the reason why i get emotional talking about that kind of stuff is just because I want it to happen so badly that when it does, mm. I freak out. Right. I love it. Right, right. Yeah. So the thing you want to happen is? People coming together, community, mm. um, working together. Yeah. Right. So collaboration. Yes. And have you seen a lot of that? Um, or have you felt sort of alone in your path and then moments like that? It's a give you a, a creative like being a creative person is very hard in the sense that you have to do some things to make other things happen. That's talking true. about yeah. money, right? Right. 
Um, I think if we all had more time, we could make a lot more of that stuff happen. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I forget your question, but I think... Um, that's fine. Yeah, no, I think, like, if you if you find a group of people that you want to work with and that are, you, you know, you dig, mm -hmm. you like what they do. Right. There should be a, there should be a push to work with them and there should be a push right. to do things right. like that all the time. Mm. You know, if you need somebody and you know, this is, this strikes a chord with me personally in the last couple of years. Um, when I see stuff done at the festival, mm like the videography and the photography done at the festival. That's all hired out of town. That's from Toronto. Mm. Um, that's from other places. Um, and I would love an opportunity to do that. Right, right. But unfortunately, the biggest thing that that's in Stratford that is supposed to be community-based, you mm. know, supposed to be for the city of Stratford, Right. Um, sometimes doesn't uphold that. Mm. That, uh, yeah. So, do you feel Local that the, the Stratford Festival? Shout out Stratford Festival. Yeah. No, I do love. You think that I they... love the festival. I just think I just like I see their photos on the side of the bus that goes by, and I think to myself, like, God damn, I wish I like I can do that. Right. I just don't have a shot at doing that because, unfortunately, that's just not in the cards for the people of Stratford. Have you, have you tried? Yeah, I, I've reached out before. You've reached out? And we've done something with the festival. We've done Just Short of Reality video series. Okay, right. And it's done very well. It was awesome to do. I loved it. Right. But that was a, a two-week period that was kind of a one-off thing. And it was, it was beautiful. Mm. The, the crew, talk about collaboration. That right there was a collaboration. Okay. That was the only thing I've ever done with the festival. I hope to do more things with the festival. I and, just and that felt good. That felt so good. Okay. Shout out Chris. Shout out Chris. So Chris, um, Jenna, Jenna Dixon. Shout out Jenna Dixon. Shout too. out Jenna Dixon. So Jenna Dixon comes to the studio with Andrew and I, and she's like, "Oh man, like our uh, director of photography, the like the director of this whole thing, backed out at the last minute, mm. and it was like we already had Matt." Alfino and, and Chad McFadden and all these all these amazing actors and actresses at the theater, dancers, everybody was all ready to go. And at the last minute the uh the director like backed out. Oh okay. and Jenna was the producer for this whole thing and um she was leaving the building after this meeting and I said I was like, Jenna, I have a really good idea. Mm. Have you ever heard of Chris von Kleist? Mm. And she's like, no, who is that? And I was like, well, Chris is first and foremost a really good friend, um, but also like one of the top creative minds that I know. Mm. And I was like, Chris can do that. They can do that. Like they, they got all the skills to do anything like that, like director of photography, directing anything like that right right and uh jenna was like okay i'm gonna give chris a shout wow and then the next day i think I, maybe two days later something like that it was like okay chris is part of the team we're doing this whoa and we started going whoa, okay. and shooting it and it was it was wicked it was a good collaboration 
So Chris was directing. Yes. And you were filming? Filming. Whoa. Yeah, Andrew and I were uh, on the cameras. Okay. Using our gear. Wow. That was kind of what we brought to the table was we were using our gear and our just like the knowledge of running you, the gear. You invested and you put out a huge yes. risk to put in yes. and it paid off. Yes. Right. I mean, it's paid off multiple, yes. many times. And that's the reason we had the studios so that we could do stuff like that. That was the home base for this project. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's to me sounds like confirmation. Yeah. Right. You take a step and yeah. you, you kind of not, you're never really sure. Did I take a step in the right direction yes. yeah. or the wrong direction or whatever? Yeah. And it's kind of a waste of time to think about it too much, in my opinion. You just yeah. take a step. Yeah. But then you're hit with these confirmations, right? Like yep. the only reason really that you could make that thing happen so quickly is because you're equipped. Yep. You got the space, you yep. got the equipment, you got the skills. Yeah. And you know the right people to help with the jobs Absolutely. that need to be done, right? Absolutely. And walking in at 7 in the morning, Andrew and I walk in with a coffee and we're like, oh, good morning. There's a... 50 people in the studio Whoa, working away. Amazing. It was amazing. You must have been floating. Oh, it was incredible. Wow. Dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. I think we could probably talk all day long. Yeah. So I think if it's cool with you, we'll, we'll hop over to see what chat GPT has in store for us. I yeah. just trained it while we were Hit sitting here it. earlier. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so just a few questions and then we'll watch some of the videos to end Yeah. and just chill and talk about them. So, so here's the chat GPT section. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and I, actually, we've kind of covered some of this already. Um, so let me just see what where we got here. Um, okay, this is great. In your opinion, yeah, what makes visual media such a powerful and influential tool for storytelling and community engagement? I know. Okay. Um, a lot of the world does not have access to computers and to um, learning through books and learning through traditional ways that we in Canada understand. Mm. Um, I think that the visual storytelling that you're talking about, it originates from places that need it mm. more than just want it. So I think that's the most important thing to keep going. I think through dance through photo through video what you're capturing during that is is what's been going on in countries that have traditions of dance where mm. everybody gathers and that's what they do they put on a visual show this right, is right this is something that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years but it's just evolved into what i do and all, all i right. do is capture that mm. so i think uh like Someday I would love to go to different continents right? and, and the great, you know, you should, the great countries in Africa that have amazing dance and mm -hmm. amazing uh, singing, right. music, everything, and be able to capture that. That's, that's exactly what, what it means. You gonna, that's what it all means. You're going to join me and Weijo on our uh, yeah. Africa tour. Let's go. We're going to Cape Town to Cairo. Really? Yeah, zigzag up the whole continent. I would love to go to Cape Town. And my brother is going to come too. Yeah, that's sick. Okay, just um, yeah, no, we'll, I, we'll keep that on the back burner, yeah, that plan. Yeah, so I, I just think that um, expression through um, visual and like the senses that you have, you know, is not just reading. Mm. You can read about a story, but 
it's much more than that. Right. It's seeing it. It's smelling it. It's feeling it. Tasting it. Tasting it. Hearing it. Everything. You know what I mean? Hearing it. Yeah. So it's just like, I, first of all, I hate reading. Mm. I hate it. That's interesting because you brought a book today. I brought a book because it's the only <laughs> book that I ever read. Oh, okay. I, wow. uh, I went all the way through university. I never bought a textbook. I, I hate reading. Okay. I hate it. Okay. But you it's love a necessity watching. sometimes. You, you love watching stuff. Yeah, I, I like to go to the classes and watch the professor perform the... Perform the act of teaching. Exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I just think that uh, involving all your senses... Mm. is the only way to to properly understand a story Mm. and i think that including that in my photography is something that i try every single time i take a photo i think what this person i don't want this person to just look at it i want them to be able to feel what it feels like to be there Mm. and and just imagine what that smells like imagine what that feels like Right, right. If it's a, a sunrise in California, I've been so lucky to be able to go on trips. Mm. What does the sunrise feel like in California? Well, you won't know unless you're there. But right. if you look at this photo that I took, I tried my very best to capture what the sunrise in California feels like. Right, right. And I want you to feel that, you know? That's very different from just saying, oh, look at that sunrise. Yeah. Take a pic. yeah. It's, it's, it has, yeah. Does it smell like uh, the sea? Does it's it your like, intention behind yeah, what you're doing? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I try my very, very hardest every single time right. that I go somewhere to take photos to help people understand what I'm seeing and what mm, I'm feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And it sounds like you, you probably need to keep your uh, muscle of photography and videography skills. Yeah up to par yeah. so that when you're doing a a job like that or just having a moment like that which it sounds like most of the time yeah trying to tell the story through a picture or a video um the the skill set or the technical side behind it is ready for you like yes. a tool belt yes right it's not you're not thinking it's not something what's I the best iso in this yeah. moment yeah. you can just go mm-hmm. is that right or yeah. oh yeah 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 no that's, that's something cool. the very first couple of things that I ever learned in any of this was those very basic things Mm. and because I have a have like a sense of understanding for mechanical things right I just like grew up like that that's awesome taking things apart and putting them together and stuff like that and you Um, can fly a drone right yeah oh yeah I just like the I like the uh, physical like side of photography as well Mm. i like the the sensors the outputs of like what you can get from each piece of equipment the technology i like that so that stuff comes very naturally to me do you use any retro cameras yeah really yeah uh when we go to a wedding and we shoot a wedding i bring a bunch of uh polaroid film oh I i shoot on a 70s polaroid camera Cool. A lot, yeah. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, and it works, like, perfect. And do you find people really love those? Yes, yes. Wow. It's a physical... Okay, this is so heavily layered, this whole conversation Mm. of feeling versus, you know, product versus feeling versus how you... Just, like, how this whole photography comes to be. Right. 
that Polaroid camera was present at the time that you got married. And so was that film. That film was in that Polaroid camera when you got married. Right. When I hit the trigger on that Polaroid camera and it takes a shot of you walking down the aisle after you've just been married, it's one of the greatest moments of your life. Right. That piece of paper, that physical piece of paper that was in the Polaroid camera, comes out the Polaroid camera, goes right into my pocket, and I give it to you after. And you have this piece of paper that was there. Right. What what that piece of paper looks like, like those are like eyes. Mm. And that camera was there. Like that piece of paper saw you get married. And in 25 years, when you pick that up, you think to yourself, this piece of paper saw me get married. And it was there with me. And it's aged with me. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's... That's the antithesis of Instagram stories. Digital media lives disappearing digital media. Yeah. Even though it does exist on a server somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. But it's just not the same feeling, you know? Yeah. 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 So what we're really talking about is analog versus digital. Yeah. And the interplay and interconnectedness between the physical reality we exist in and maybe those intangible realities that also surround us. Yeah. To me, it's a spiritual conversation. Absolutely. Like we have bodies. Yeah. But how do you explain love? It's about a feeling. Like you can't. Feel, how do you explain a feeling? If, that's what if makes, you are your body. That's what makes you human. Then, yeah. yeah. And so, but what is that? It's an intangible side of exactly. us. Exactly. And so it's interesting in, in, in the sense of photography and video, um, it started off 100% physical things. Yeah. right like film yep. and that and you had to even to just to see what you took you had to dip it in liquid yeah. and in a dark room yeah. and you know, hang it to dry yeah. and all that kind of stuff so even that was talking about all the uh-huh. all the senses the photographer had to feel that yeah that image in order to allow yeah. it to be revealed even right yeah Anyway, so the so, skill was incredible back then. Yeah, and then now fast forward, everyone's a photographer with their phone mm. and just taking sh- million shots and pictures that they never look at, mm-hmm. unless the AI reminds you a year later, "Hey, this is a moment this is you what had you did on a year ago." Oh, wow. yeah. You know, and so it's almost like no, it's not almost like it is that the artificial intelligence is in control of our memories. Yeah. Like that's wild where it's at. Yeah. So what you're doing is really cool to me. You're bringing it back to, yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to email you the file. Like yeah. you probably do that as yeah, well. Of course. But it's, yeah. that's what I mean. It's navigating the moment. Yes. We live in a digital age, Yeah. but a lot of people are trying to go back to an analog experience. Absolutely. Some, some camps, yeah. some camps are even doing, um, uh, they have a locker for cell phones and yeah. technology. And when you show up to the camp, uh, like for families or for kids. I love that idea. Put it in the locker and yeah. you don't get it till the camp's over. Yeah. And you're out in nature. Yep. And they have like one landline number and you just tell your friends and family if there's an emergency, yeah. you can still get in touch. Yeah. But it's a landline. You're not looking up on YouTube how to shoot your bone arrow. Yeah, exactly. Camp Bemini. You, you have keep, to learn how to do it. Keep trying. Yeah. Absolutely. Camp I love Bimini, that. isn't that just down, just outside of town? Yeah. You, I've I went driven by, I've never, kid, I've yeah. never been there. Yeah. Is that what they do? Camp Bemini is, um, yeah, they, it's just a regular camp for oh, kids. Oh, okay, wicked, yeah. wicked. Yeah, That's but they, awesome. I, no one has cell phones there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they're all kids and they don't have cell phones. Oh, yeah. But if they're at home, they'd have their iPad and they'd be, it would be two, two inches yeah. from their face and yeah. they'd be looking up, what is it like to be at camp? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just go. Camp just, vlog. Just down the street. Yeah. 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 Camp vlog. Or watch a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get one more chat GPT question okay. in and then we'll watch some of your videos and pictures. So, um, Actually, this is a perfect one because I told it about the book that you brought in. So, The Creative Act, A Way of Being yes. by Rick Rubin. Yes. It explores the essence of creativity. How has the book influenced your own creative process and approach to visual media? Are there any key insights or concepts from the book that have resonated deeply with you? Basically, this can segue us into... Yeah. Checking out the book and maybe you could read some of it for us. Okay. Or, or I could read it, whatever you want. Well, I think um I think my favorite part of the book is the first chapter, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, and it's the thing that obviously like in any sort of like film, anything like that, you gotta catch someone's attention right away. Yeah, right. Right, right. right. Uh obviously Rick Rubin understands that. Mm. Uh his he's produced like some of the craziest things ever and he is one of the coolest people ever, in my opinion. Um, if you want to listen to another podcast after this, type in Rick Rubin podcast and shout out Rick Rubin podcast. Prepare to yeah, prepare to be listening to it for a while because it's good stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the idea that everybody is creative and everybody has that bone in their body. You know how people say, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Oh my god, I've heard that a yeah. million times. So actually. Every bone in your body is very creative, and <laughs> everyone is creative, and uh, whether you like it or not. So I always think of my dad when I think about that. Mm. He's a plumber. Right. And uh, he probably wouldn't consider himself a very creative person, but if you go and you look at his work in a, in a factory, he used to hang these mm. huge pipes in factories and stuff like that, steam pipes and water lines and all these things the maze of pipes that he has to do right right talk about being creative that's one of the most creative things i've ever seen right right you know there you go like that's that's creativity right the way so, that, the way that anybody does anything the way that you dress and, and yeah. everything is is creative and people just need to understand that and i think by people understanding that it's not just wow you're creative like let's make money from it <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just find like some sort of like solace of yes i'm creative and i can i can express myself in different ways mm -hmm. and i can find a different way to feel other than right. um maybe thinking that you have to fill that fill the void that maybe creativity could fill mm. with something else yeah so I think that the message that he has in this book that everybody is creative um, can help a lot of people. Help well, a lot of people. Let's through. hear it, man. Yeah, let's hear right. from this. Okay. From a non-reading lover. <sighs> Jesus. Reading a book. I'm it's gonna... so funny to me that you said you don't like reading. All right. And then you're like, I brought a book. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at reading. I think that might be why I don't really like it that much is because I'm not very good at it. Oh, okay. But I'm going to give it a shot. I like, I respect that. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Those who do not engage in the traditional arts may be weary of calling themselves artists. 
They might perceive creativity as something extraordinary or beyond their capability. A calling for a special few who are born with these gifts. Mm. Unfortunately, this is not the case. Creativity is a rare ability and it is not difficult is not a rare ability and is not difficult to access. Creativity is a fundamental aspect of being a human. It's our birthright and it's in all of us for all of us. Facts. Absolutely. Wow. Creativity does not ex- uh, exclusively relate to making art. We are engaging on this act on a daily basis. To create is to bring something to into existence that wasn't there before. Mm. I've read this so many times, I almost You always it. have it memorized. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Uh, it could be a conversation, the solution to a problem, a note to a friend, the rearrangement of furniture in a room, or the drive home to avoid a traffic jam, taking a different route. Oh, wow. Yeah, anything, yeah, anything so right? Anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you make doesn't have to be witnessed, recorded, or sold, encased in glass to be a work of art. Through the ordinary state of being, we, already, we are already creators in the most profound way, creating our experience of reality and composing the world as we perceive it. In each moment, we are immersed in a field. This is, this is crazy. I'm going to skip ahead. Okay. Okay? Yeah. To live as an artist is a way of being in the world, a way of perceiving, a practice of paying attention, mm. refining our sensitive tune to the more subtle notes. Mm. Crazy. Looking for what draws us in and pushes us away. Noticing what feeling tones arise when they land. A tuned choice by a tuned choice. Your entire life is a form of self-expression. You exist as a creative being in a creative universe, a singular work of art. Man, Rick Rubin. Crazy. It's, I was actually picturing him as yeah. you read. I was like, yeah, that's something he That's how say. he said, I, I actually, I listened to this book. I think uh, I actually I bought this book for my beautiful oops for my beautiful fiance Selena. Um, Shout out Selena. Yes. Shout out Selena. Yeah. Uh, but I got this book for her, and um, then I was like, "You're like, yeah, let me read it. I'm that. gonna read it, but I'm gonna <laughs> listen to it." <laughs> so I got the audio version of it, and I and I listened to it, and I think it's the better way of That's doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. Quick side note: I did that for my wife. Yeah. I bought her a Google Home yeah. display. And then she was like, oh, cool. And then, <laughs> and then uh, I geeked out over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, that is. Um, but that's a powerful book. Man. I think uh, that passage right there that I just read, um, I read the, f- the start of it and the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. The center is just as important, but it's a little bit longer. Yeah, right. Um, but I just think that that is an extremely important message. I think if you can take anything from this podcast, from me as a person, it would be a message like that, you know, mm-hmm. that you can, you don't have to be what you think you have to be. You mm-hmm. know, you can be whoever you want to be. The really cool thing to me is that that message is embedded in your name, Little Big Creative. Yeah. And you said it's the little jobs and the big jobs. It's yeah. kind of what he was saying. It's yeah. like just the it's path everything. home on to f- 
find a new path when there's traffic that's a creative thing so it's like little creative big creative Mm -hmm. and you might have a huge gig for some corporate entity or whatever and it's really exciting and Mm -hmm. cool and you get paid really well and that's great yeah but you might just be thinking about what you're gonna eat with selena yeah and you might get creative to you know show some love yeah in a different way yeah and both being a powerful expression of you as an artist yeah it's a big message, dude. That's yeah. that's powerful. Yeah, it's a, it saves people, you know? Because and we don't have that message in our society. Yeah. We have the exact opposite message. Yeah. Only the chosen few yes. shall rise. Like he said in the beginning, yeah. it is not this. And if you're not like that, then you have to be sad and you have to <laughs> yeah. feel stuck. <laughs> you know, you don't have to feel sad, you don't have to feel stuck. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Hundred huh. percent. Anybody who is sad and feeling stuck. Mm-hmm needs to read this you know there if you, you can't if you can't read you listen to it yeah right or watch it watch it yeah and watch then after the you Rick do Rubin it you podcast. have to live it and live it that's honestly that's the main thing yeah that's because we can we can we think we know a thing when we've heard it or we hear it or see it or even taste it but yeah you don't really, in my opinion, you don't fully understand something. You don't grasp something mm-hmm. fully until you put it into action. Yeah. You know, and I say that because I'm an educator and I have been teaching for a while and that's what I've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. And so for me as an educator, if I'm teaching something, I better be yeah. doing that as well. Yeah. I better be putting that into practice. Yeah. And I, I remember a story of Baha'u'llah. He's the founder of the Baha'i faith. That's my yeah. religion. There's a story where uh, a father brought his child to Baha'u'llah. This was back in Iran. And, and he said, my child's eating too many sweets. Yeah. Can you please tell him, don't eat these sweets? And Baha'u'llah said, come back in two weeks. He was like, what? Okay. So he came back in two weeks, entered Baha'u'llah's home, and he said, hey, don't eat sweets. And the father said, is that it? Like, we waited two weeks for this. That's yeah. all you're going to say is don't eat sweets? What? Why? I don't understand. Yeah. And Baha'u'llah said, well, I was eating sweets when you told me to say that. Yeah. Wow. So I spent two weeks not eating sweets. Yes. So that I'm not yeah. being, I don't, don't know the exact words yeah, he no, said, no, but the makes, concept is makes to sense. not be hypocritical. Yes. And so to put into action our teachings. Yes. So it's lead wild. By, lead it's by wild. example, right? Yeah. yeah. And and the only thing we have control over is ourselves. Yes. You actually can control yourself. And I'm learning this now with my diet. I had a gallbladder attack. Oh, damn. And learned about these different organs in my body that are suffering. Mm-hmm. But it's been a month now where I've been heavily disciplined in what goes in my mouth. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. But I actually have control over it. I thought I didn't. Yeah. I, th- I actually felt hopeless and and everything with with diet and food and everything so you're just sparking me on so many levels bro (laughs) i love it i love these conversations man yeah Yeah. but i think it's time we look at some of your videos let's do it and pictures and chat about it. let's do it so we have your your website open we got your youtube page and we got your instagram yeah so maybe we can look at just maybe there's like a million things that you've done so yeah. I urge people go check out Jeff's photos on Instagram. There's That's, something for everyone because there's there's a lot of different things. Right. Exactly. I don't like to. I don't, I hate boxes. I hate putting any of my work in a box. Mm. I hate that. Okay. So 
I try always different. I try different things. You know, some things work out, some things don't. <laughs> and yeah, right. you know, fortunately for the people looking at my Instagram, you're only seeing the things that worked out. Right. But right. trust me, there's way more things that didn't work out. Amazing. So this is I just want to mention that this is a highlight reel. This is not this isn't right indicative to real life. This is a highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why don't we start with the California yeah. sunrise? Because oh, we man. were talking about it. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Actually, that's a sunset. Sunset. In sunset in Yosemite Park on the drive out. Um, yeah, it's beautiful there. That is, I just thought this was incredible. Just It's an incredible shot. Right? So um, did you climb a mountain or are you in a helicopter or what's going rewind on? Rewind just a tiny bit on that. Uh, you're going to see Selena in the car. Oh, what? Yeah, this is taking out the window of the car. With her phone? No, that's... No. Uh, there she is. Oh, okay. She's yeah. got her phone now. She's got her phone. But then I, you I, took the shot. Yeah. With your very with nice camera. camera. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, man. Beautiful shots here. Thank you. Yeah, this video is... Um, This is one of my favorites. And, like, you post something online, all of a sudden it gets 10,000 views. Oh, and wow. And it might be the worst thing in your opinion. Yeah. And then you post one of your favorite things you've ever done, and yeah, it has yeah. 300 views. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me, but I hope those 300 people that watched it got inspired by it, you know? Right, right. This is Selena's birthday. Oh, and we wow. were in the most beautiful place for her birthday. So you and Selena just went on a road trip, and you just took your camera. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, this is uh, oh, Baker's wow. Beach in uh, San Francisco. Because I've been on trips and I take pictures, but they don't look like this. <laughs> I uh, I uh, spend a lot of time when I'm on trips, like capturing, going out, and yeah, doing stuff like this. Oh, she got the birthday girl. Yeah, are you going to put this in the... Dancing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, 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 we'll lay it Yeah, in. look at her. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. <laughs> wow, man. So... Yeah. This is like one, a... one thing. I urge everyone to go watch it. I'm going to watch the whole thing later, Yeah, too. thank you. Yeah. 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 It's so cool, man. It's definitely like uh, something I'm proud of. Um, mm. So if I were to show someone like examples of what I can do with um, like travel photography or landscape and stuff like that, it would be all from that trip. Okay. Wicked. Like that was the focus for me. Right, right, right. I know the focus is probably just to have fun and hang out on vacation, <laughs> but to me, the coolest thing to me is getting up early in the morning. I love Selena, mm. but she takes a long time to get ready. Oh, okay. So when she goes into the bathroom does her makeup does her hair like right, right. and like it, of course it looks good after but i get ready really quickly in like a minute right I yeah grab, shorts grab sandals my, oh, camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you don't see me in shorts and you see me in pants you can feel free to ask me what's going on okay because something's probably up because okay. i don't like wearing pants ever wow what yeah. about winter i still don't like wearing pants in the winter respect i respect that yeah i respect that I get up and I go out and I walk around um, and I just like taking in the culture of everything mm. and uh, getting a better understanding of where I am. Right. 
and what it you know what it means to be a local person in this place where i am mm. i love that that's my favorite part about traveling wow that's cool man yeah mexico it, we yeah. went we went to mexico and we went to a place that you know has some of the best sunsets like ever mm. but like yeah sunsets are cool that shit happens all over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my parents' backyard, some of the best sunsets I've ever seen. Right, right, right. But there you go. You turn, you're looking at a sunset this way, you turn this way, and you see street vendors, you see performers, you see mm. beautiful cobblestone street right. tile building a church. Like you see mm. the culture and you see the people. And that's the most important thing to capture. Yeah, okay. Like wow. sunsets are sick. Right. To take photos of. Right. Great to look at. But looking at like the culture and documenting the culture, mm. transporting the viewer into that place, that's what it's all about. Mm. Like, for instance, let's say um, this is the, mo the most recent one, the, uh, the one that's not pinned there. The, is that? Uh, yeah, that one. This, so this is, is from your Instagram. Yeah, this is in PEI. Okay. So when you look at these photos, like I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tell you what it's like in PEI. You know, like what you see. This is exactly something very typical of what you see. This is an old fishery. Wow. The colorful buildings. You know. Yeah. Right. Is that a lighthouse? It is a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. Crab, oh, and the lo know, lobster, lobster traps. And lobster traps. So this is, it's a lot about fishing. It's a lot about all sorts of that stuff. So even though there's not... Uh, Bob's fishing, a, shout out Bob's yeah, fishing. Yeah, shout out Bob's <laughs> fishing. That's um, North Rustico PEI. Okay. Oh, and you even got the fishermen there. Yeah, that's an important thing that I like that to do. Cool. I like to get people working in those places. Right. And uh, I think it's just this image in particular... Um, my buddy Johnny, who's actually going to be the best man at my wedding. Hey. Um, yeah. Shout out Johnny. Shout best out man. Johnny. He's he's just a legend. Right. He's the best. Amazing. And his girlfriend Emily went with us on this trip. And um, John's driving, or Emily's driving. Someone, not Selena or I, because they were in their car. Mm. Um, and I'm in the back seat, and I'm like, oh my god, there's some fishermen circle around i need like i want to go take a picture of these this is through the window you can see like the specs because uh john wanted to get out of there he gets so embarrassed oh i see by me doing right, right, this kind right. of stuff and interesting he yeah. gets very very embarrassed do you get embarrassed um i'd be lying if i said i did get embarrassed or i didn't get embarrassed but i think i got a lot better at it lately mm. especially like when on this trip i didn't have my like crazy camera on this trip i i actually lent that to ethan oh while, wow while okay. i left yeah so shout out ethan shout out ethan i had this little uh sony rx100 that my dad had got a couple weeks ago okay um he wanted it because he's going to portugal in september september mm. and um is he gonna wear shorts and sandals yeah he's he's the og short wearer oh, okay so that's yeah. where you got it from yeah and it's okay. only short shorts there's no there's no long shorts in this family. Oh, he can't go long, yeah. No. Wow, I think mine are a little... I'll, I'll raise them up. I come from a rugby family, so that's oh, even a little go. bit long. Yeah, it's a little too I apologize <laughs> to the Wood family Yeah. for my long shorts. So I like... I, I actually uh, wear short shorts all the time. I'm pretty used to people looking at me right. um, because of it, mm. which is like cool. You do whatever you want. I, like, yeah, yeah. I don't judge anybody. No one should judge me. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind taking photos like this. Right. 
uh, especially when they're like kind of candid. I yeah. don't like to get into people's faces. Um, a lot of street photographers, they like to do this thing where they just like go up to people and they'll just like shove the camera in their face and take a photo without really like any consent or anything. And I understand that the laws allow you to do that in mm. your, if you're in a public space, um, especially in Canada and in the US, you are completely allowed to photograph anybody in a public space. But I still, I hold like some accountability to myself to um, make sure that everybody is okay with it. Right. Um, in this sense, those guys, they didn't even know I was there. Right, they right. They weren't doing anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. I have to mention though, it was nine in the morning and that guy's got a nice moose head in his, they're drinking a couple of beers, loading up the fishing oh, boats. Oh, at 9 a.m. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's just the culture. Right? Yeah, right, right. But yeah, street photography in itself is something that I really enjoy. And I think mm. that even this kind of thing, you know, it doesn't have to be in a city. It doesn't have to be in New York City or in L.A., you know, right. where people have like flashy boots on. You're like, whoa, cool, like retro. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be anything. It can be anywhere. It can be anywhere that you're documenting the culture. You're documenting people's impact on, on the world. Right, right. Yeah, that's Amazing. what that's what street photography is to me. So, bro, it's been an honor to have you on the podcast and just looking at your Instagram and everything you've done, we could easily go on and on and on. How time is it? How long has it been? Um, I don't know. But I think what what we should do is I have a couple more questions for you. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, so cuz I'm interested to hear basically what's coming yeah because we've learned a lot about your journey and yeah. how you got here and then some of the things you've been doing and yeah. and and honestly there's there's just not enough time to look at all the things you've done so we'll just link it up and people can go watch and enjoy yeah. all the all the cool projects you've done yeah um but my question to you is what is the future of little big creative um what is the future? And how on earth are you opening a second location in BC? I saw it on your website. <laughs> yeah. That's Andy. That's so cool. That's Andrew. Yeah. Okay. He's, so he's moved out there. Yeah, he's moved out there completely. Okay. Yeah, he's got wow. a spot. He drove out there last week. Wow. It looked like a beautiful drive. And yeah, so he's going to be doing his thing in BC. I'm going to be doing my thing here. Um, is Under the same as, name. Whether he's under the same name or anything, right? Uh, I don't think anything's changing here in Stratford. So, okay. right. um, if it, if you're in BC and you need anything done, Andrew's your man. Amazing. Yeah, but as far as here in Stratford goes, um, the future, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just keep mm. going with what I'm doing. Right. Um, yeah, keep kind of creating things and keep expanding my horizons of what I can do and what I know I can do. Mm. Uh, yeah. I just think that like, if you look at all my stuff, you can see that there's a multitude of different things yeah. going on. Yeah. You know, there's, there's film, there's photography, there's everything. Yeah. Um, I don't like to limit myself. So I think the, in the future, I think you could probably expect a lot more different things more variety. Yeah, more variety of what's going on. Yeah, you say you don't like being in a box. No, 
I think that's boring. Right. And I think like if you're if you're doing the same thing all the time, you know, you might get really good at it, but it's about it's about yeah. other things, yeah. right? It's about like new experiences and so do you consider yourself successful already? Uh I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what success means to me. Mm. Yeah. I think you can find success and then uh you know, you, you're not so inspired anymore and then you f find success again and mm. success I don't think is a end goal. I think you find success in every day. Okay. I think uh, like was today a successful day? Yes, as of right now, today is being a successful day. This hey, has been awesome. Thank you, man. For but me too. Like uh, I think you you need to you need to understand that there's um, there's time to pick up stones, and there's time to throw those stones. Mm. And you might find success when you throw those stones, but you you might feel like you're not finding success picking up those stones. Right. I think wow, uh, that's powerful. Yeah, I think that yeah, it's very important for people to understand that success will come as long as you keep working and you keep passionate at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You keep the fire and the passion for what you know to be true and what you know to be something that you love. If you keep that passion, right. Success is just around the corner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know it. You you should feel it. And when you feel it, you know you're in the right spot. And I think our definition of success is perverted in our society. Success is just yeah. a dollar bill amount. Yeah. And no one even knows what it is exactly. Yeah. If, That's if, one thing. If I, I went online and said, oh, I made a million dollars. Yeah. People would say, oh, he's successful. Or they might say, nah, you're not really, you haven't really made it till you made 10 yeah. million. Yeah. Or, you know, billionaires are the new millionaires or whatever it yeah. is. It's kind of a perpetual, endless race of emptiness yeah in my opinion and so what you're talking about seems to be more grounded in day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and like you said you even painted it beautifully um with words for someone who keeps saying you're not really into words is <laughs> yeah. it picking up stones you know and then and then casting those stones that's that's a powerful description you got that from the book hey yeah that's amazing um, there's seasons and everything in life. Yes. And I think that there's actually a chapter in that book that's called seasons of life. And I think that's just, he like goes through and, and there's lots of terms about that, right? It's like no one to hold them, no one to fold them, mm. you know? Yeah. All that kind of thing. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, but I just think like, you know what? you don't mm -hmm. want to pick up stones and you don't want to throw them. And like yeah. that, that just like hit me so hard. I think of that every single day. Right. And I, I notice myself in seasons. Everything mm -hmm. comes in seasons. Yeah. And when that season turns from winter to summer for me in my mind, you know, that's when it's time to strike. Right. When, right. the, when the iron is hot. When the so, iron is hot. So I talk about this with my sister all the time. I'm sorry if I, I want to keep going here for a second. No, this is great. Um, yeah. My sister is my biggest inspiration, mm. hands wow. down. Shout out to your sister, Shayna. Yeah. Shout out, Shayna. She's sick. Uh, I had a conversation with her the other day about creativity and and when when you feel inspired to actually, you know, you have to act on it. When yeah. you're in a creative space like Shane and I are so lucky to be in, mm -hmm. when you feel that, 
creativity, you have to get up and you have to do something about it because it only comes, you know, mm. it might be, it, you might throw those stones involuntarily mm. all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you are inspired and you have to pick up a pencil and you have to write it down or you have to grab your camera yeah, and you have right. to record yourself being like, oh my God, this is an idea that I just had because those are, those are fleeting ideas and they, they go away very easily. That's 100% exactly yeah. in music. Yes. You get an idea, you better record that or it will be gone. Yeah. So my phone is filled with audio notes and anyone who produces music is the same way or who writes songs. Any idea that comes, you have to capture it immediately yeah. in its rawest form. Yes. Or you're going to forget because the next thing will come. Yeah. The next thing will come. I'm sure you have notes on your phone, like on the notes app or something. where Google you Keep. That's what I use. And yeah. I have about a million and a half yeah. lyrical ideas. It's like, I remember the first time I heard of someone actually doing that. It was Michael Jackson. And he was like talking about driving in his car and he had a tape recorder and Billy Jean, he was like, and he's like doing the whole yeah, thing yeah. and he basically laid the whole beat out on a tape recorder in his car and then he's yeah, just like wild. yeah i'm sure you've heard of yeah this. i saw that interview yeah yeah it's it so amazing. crazy and that was like one of the first times that was a long time ago i remember watching that in like maybe grade nine or grade eight or something like that and, and just being like holy smokes yeah this and is we need to we need to like when i think of a new design I, and I'm not in art class, I need to draw it. And yes. then when I get to art class, now's the time I can activate that and make it real. Ideas are powerful, really powerful. My yeah. dad told me when I was a kid, don't chase money, chase good <laughs> yeah. ideas. Yes. Because money follows vision. Yes. And I thought he was kind of whack for saying that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how is an idea going to that's my very bills smart and, very powerful know? but now fast forward many years later we're sitting in my studio in your dream inside of my school where i teach yeah and this is exactly a vision i had when i was 15 years old yeah but i even though i had that amazing guidance from my dad i didn't use it i didn't utilize yeah. it i actually was thinking i need to make money first mm -hmm. so that i can go build a studio mm -hmm. That is not how this came to be. This came to be from learning how to articulate my vision yes. in a powerful and confident way, backed up by practical research data and yeah. numbers. Yeah. And my vision was huge. I wanted $100,000 to do the studio. Yeah. Didn't get it, yeah. but got enough. Yeah. You know, and there's still things I want to do, but the guy, Alex, shout out Alex Audio Guy, um, who designed this studio and helped build it, um, I said to him like, Hey, once I get that gear and that thing, then I think the studio will be like done. And he yeah. said, bro, it's never done. You own a studio now. You'll never be finished. And never I was like, finished. okay, cool. So that's, that helped me. Next but, job. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just a really powerful concept you brought up that you, you have an idea and you need to act on it. Yeah. You know? And the, I guess the other step would be, you need to also develop the power of confidence. Yes. Because if you have an idea, but you think, oh, it's not that good of an idea. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you have better ideas. And, you know, that it's great to be humble. Yeah. It's great to be collaborative. Mm -hmm. But we can't be um, 
what's the word weaklings yeah you can't restrain yourself you can't restrain your your own ideas and the one way for me that i've been able to not restrain myself or free myself yeah is to understand that there's a higher power at play yeah and actually these ideas are not my ideas i'm tapping into a cloud of creativity you could call it Mm. Um, or some may call it the holy spirit or whatever you believe but i like to call it a cloud of creativity yeah and each of us every human being has the power to access it yeah but we put ourselves in in the way yeah we block ourselves from accessing that yeah magnificent power of creativity and and terms of all these different struggles in life we think about ourselves a lot oh i'm struggling so Mm -hmm. much oh this is so hard and it's harder to tap into that creativity yeah you know but that's the moment we need it most exactly so we got to work that we got to work that muscle of not involving our own ego and ego goes both ways right Mm -hmm. sorry i'm ranting but that's what podcast all about i appreciate um i appreciate all of it thanks man the ego is um you can be really full of yourself and like cocky and overdoing it, but you can also be self um, depreciating. That's not the word. Yeah. Like you could be hating yourself. Deprecating. Deprecating. Yeah. Self-deprecating. That was it. You could be self-deprecating. And that to me is also the ego. Yeah. But people don't call it that, but I think it is. And the ego is like a snake that wraps around you. And before you know it, you can't breathe in either yeah. direction. So we got to learn how to not get too excited in life and not get too sad or let down either to kind of have that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've really heard from you in this um, moment where we're chatting together is that you have found a way to take that middle ground. And you could tell me if that's yeah. true or not, but that you, you kind of have approached each day as, well, yeah. let's see what unfolds. Yep. And no matter what happens... I'm going to be giving it my all. Yes. And I'm going to be bringing my expertise and my artistry to each moment. Yes. Is that something that resonates with you? Absolutely. That was never the way it was before, but that is the way it is now for me. So, yeah. Well, how did you get to that? I, uh, I had to, I had to just understand myself. Mm. I was very, okay. Growing up, I was a very, um, like overweight boy. Okay. Um, who played sports. Um, for a kid like that, there's really no room for them to be creative. There's no room for um, them to draw and to like the arts. And I definitely, as a kid, fell into that trap of, and it is a trap, you know? Right. You are, you're blocking yourself from a, a, the potential of what could be. So, um, but people put you into that box. Yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah. That I think is I was the a subtext big kid. of I was what a you're big saying. Kid. I was a big kid, big boy mm-hmm. who, you know, was told to, uh, told to play sports and yeah. Oh, you're the big guy. Okay. That's what's expected of you. Mm. Oh, you need help lifting something. This is your guy. Right. And that's no problem. I have a, a given gift of, of, being strength a, being a big guy raw strength being a big guy and, right. I, and i i'm so thankful that i'm like that right um but it's just like why that comes back to those things of putting yourself in a box 
I hope if anybody can take anything from a message from me, it's that if you're a a boy who's a a big boy, mm. you don't have to play that role all the time. Right. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want to be. And if that involves like, you know, not, not playing into the stereotype of being a, a, a guy that is rough and all that stuff, you know, then don't do it. Right. You know, right. you don't have to do that. You can pick up your pencil. Don't feel, you know, you don't have to mm -hmm. feel like uh, playing hockey. Like I'd love to like hit people all the time. And I, like, yeah, I do. I'd love to hit people, but I think that's just what was expected of me, you know? Mm. So I just did what was expected of me. And I and think that was probably from the whole community, adults, yeah. Yeah. your peers, yeah, everyone, teachers. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love that. I love to do that stuff, but I think that's just because, um, I have been doing that for so long that it it's become fun. something that I like. Right. You know, I love to hit people in rugby and, right, right. You, you know, you hear the air go, yeah, and, you yeah. know, when you hit them. But it's like I play rugby and then some people are like, I'm talking like, oh, I just, I'm just come from the studio. I don't have my shorts with me. Your studio? Yeah, right. Like, right. what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a photographer, videographer. I have a studio. Right. Uh, in town and they're like i had no idea you do that like right. that doesn't make any sense You're they just pictured you smashing boulders all yeah day. i don't have to hold a jackhammer <laughs> to be the big guy <laughs> yeah yeah right i just think uh i wish i had someone that told me that when i was a kid that you don't have to right. play into a stereotype of anything you know right. yeah, um yeah just like you don't have to change who you you know who you are you can accept all the yeah. different parts of who you are but yeah. just understand that um you're not you're not only what you've been told what you are you know yeah. you are who you are yeah you're a dynamic human being yeah at the end of the day it's whatever you want it's not whatever anybody else wants it's, it's you're a you multifaceted <laughs> being yeah if i had the mic you know you know tyson fury do you know who tyson fury is that sounds familiar, but... He's a boxer. Okay. And he's uh, he's the Gypsy King. Okay. Yeah, that's what they call him. Right. Um, he's he's from England, I believe, but uh, he's in a family of travelers and uh, traveling gypsy family, I think. Right. Um, my grandpa was kind of like that, too, so that's, that's all cool. Right, that's right. what I like about it. Right. Um, but he fought this guy named Tyson... Or Tyson Fury fought Deontay Wilder. In okay. a boxing match. Okay. And this guy, Tyson Fury, he came back from retirement, basically. He let himself go completely. Mm. He gained a lot of weight. He started doing drugs. He lost all of his money. Um, he was offered this fight with Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. The bronze bomber. He was going to knock him out. And then at the end of the fight, this guy got knocked down so many times. He kept getting back up every single time. He ended up winning the fight by knockout. Wow. And at the end of the fight, he had like 15 seconds to say whatever he wanted. And like, there was millions and millions of people watching, watching on TV. Like I was watching mm. on my phone. I remember being like in my bed, like it would, it was late at night, you mm -hmm. know, these boxing matches go on so late and I'm watching it on my phone in, in bed like that. Like if anybody knows me, I do that all the time. Right, right. Because I have bad eyes. I put my phone like that. Oh, real close, eh? Yeah, and I'm watching this, and he has 15 seconds after the fight, basically, and uh, 
Bruce Buffer's in there, and he holds the mic to his to his face, and um, Tyson Fury delivers just a message mm. that is like so so unlike a boxer. What did he say? You he got seemed, me excited. He was man. like exactly what I just said before. It's like you can do anything you want. You know, your your um, your mental health is not you. It's not. The, mm. These things are. These things are are things in your life, and they're real. And uh, but that's not who you are. Right. You right. are who you want to be. Yeah. And it's like don't ever let anybody tell you like who you should be. Mm. And it was really sick. Like, and I think about that all the time. Like, if I <laughs> if I ever won a heavyweight boxing match, like Tyson Fury, which will never happen, but if I was ever in a situation where everyone's chanting your name and you have 15 seconds in front of millions of people, you what know, you what would you say? say? Yeah, well, right. And uh, whatever you think you would say at that moment in time, you know, you should live by that. Mm. Like, for your whole life yeah yeah and wow. everything that you do you should involve that yeah yeah what would what, what would you say what would, yeah what would what would i say what would you say okay <clears throat> kareem <sighs> kareem what do you have to say uh follow me on instagram <laughs> <laughs> 20 million followers right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so i'd probably say something really selfish no i don't know i would See, I, get, I, got, I just got nervous. I felt yeah, like man. 20 million it's people important. were just watching me right like, now. Can you sum up your message, you know, like, and, and make it so concise that you can actually offer that to people and tell people that, and like, it just, that's your message. I know what I would say. What? I would say, we are all created noble. Rise to it. Let's go. And we are one. Yeah. The only differences that exist are those that we've created. And they're not real. Mm. Peace. Yeah. That was less than 15 seconds. That's good. When you know better, do better. Mm. Right? A seed becomes a tree. I didn't think that through. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. There's something in there about That's a seed so and a tree, though, a that would be powerful. A seed does become a tree, yeah. but you need to water it and nourish it and in the order sun for that to happen. Good. But I got I got to ask you about something you just said. Um, you said you lay down, watch your phone this yeah. close because yep. you have bad eyes. Yeah. But you're a photographer, yeah, videographer. Hey, the camera's does, only this far away from How does me. that work? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually awesome because I can look through the eyepiece of the camera and I see you like way, way, way better. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like VR or something like that. So you're, so each time you film or take a picture, yeah, you're seeing things way literally better. better than way better. Your eyes. My eyes are bad. Yeah, but I don't like to wear glasses because, again, I'm a self-conscious guy, and I don't. I think I look kind of weird in glasses. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you're interesting because you, you say, oh, my eyes are bad and your pictures and videos are beautiful. And then you say, oh, I hate reading. And you brought a book. You know what? Actually, I'm learning about you. Having, um, having poor eyesight or even forcing yourself to uh, look at something in um, like blurry is mm -hmm. actually really good. Um, why, why is that? Because of the composition that you can understand when you look at something. Okay. I tell people all the time and I tell Selena this, she'll... She'll be like, what do you think of this photo? And I, and I look at it, 
and then I, I blur my, like you just squint your eyes and blur your eyes and you look at it again and you just look at it and you look at it in a different way. You, you see it for its shapes and its mm. size and its composition overall. Mm. And uh, that's a really good way to get a better sense of what you're actually looking at. Wow. Then, yeah. That is not something I thought a pro <laughs> photographer or would Or look say. at it like this. Like, instead of looking at this book. So say you look at this book. Okay. Now, squint your eyes. You might not see that center. You might not see that center dot on, on there, right? But you do see the big circle in the center. Mm. You might not see the, the words at the top up here. But you will see this big circle. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. it's all and so when you look at it you're like, okay, this is what it's about. It's the it's the circle. The circle. Right? Boom. And you know, you look at things on an angle like that. Like that. And it does something to you. Does something different every time. Yeah. Wow, man. Perspectives. Yeah. Also, I don't know um we didn't you're like a big music guy. We didn't talk yeah. about music at all. Oh, that's fine. Well, I did. I did have one thing. I'm glad you brought this okay. up. Um, when I was in school, we had an amazing instructor who um, taught us about music and film and mm. the way they're connected. Yeah. And he told us to. He's like, paint this picture in your mind. There's a red pickup truck driving down a country road, pulling into a farmhouse that's white. Yeah. And there's a swing set outside and there's a girl in a red dress swinging on the swing set and there's a tree and the camera's moving in in a helicopter view cool. into the girl. Yeah. And then he had a keyboard open and he said, okay, picture that, picture that, picture that. And he played. Dun, dun, Scary. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And he said, okay, what kind of movie are you watching? And everyone was like, horror, yeah. you know, thriller whatever yeah. whatever he said okay okay picture exactly the same scene mm. nothing has changed exactly the same and then he played he said what kind of movie you're like oh like a family oriented yeah. drama yeah. or love story romance movie scores change the change everything bro so everything. although i respect you as a photographer and videographer and it's very important the visuals you're right i am a music guy and mm -hmm. to me it's all about the music yeah it's all about the sound you know yeah if i have a, vi a video that doesn't look good but sounds good mm -hmm. i think that was better than it yeah. looking good and sounding oh, bad absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. oh you agree i totally okay, agree okay it's uh it's half the battle it Whoa. is half the battle i wonder if victor would agree though yeah, he agrees. It's, oh, reluctantly, but dude, he agrees. the AV club, audio visual, right? Um, audio and visual. Yeah. That's what it's like. It is the marriage of the two. It is. But I'm just saying, if yeah. there's one that matters more, it's music oh, and sound. I'm not watching, um, I don't have Spotify video where I just watch video with no with no audio. Yeah. But I <laughs> yeah, do have right. Spotify where I don't watch video. I just listen to the audio. There you go. Right? There you go. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, we're always surrounded by, you know, these visual things and, and, and auditory things. So sound and frequencies are always around us. Yeah. Um, but there's a special power in music specifically. Yes. It's the organization of sound. Yeah. In, in a way that transcends 
everything and yeah and, i mean i keep dropping quotes from baha'u'llah on this episode i don't know why but i'm just inspired so baha'u'llah said music is a ladder to the soul wow and that gets me going every time because it that's exactly how i feel i'm most happy yeah i'm most uplifted when i'm jamming with somebody yeah or or when the music feels as though it's it's guiding us somewhere greater Mm. because you, you know just saying music is a ladder to the soul um that may not apply to every musical endeavor. Yes. Uh, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not saying Absolutely. that, oh, some music's good and some music's bad. That's not what I mean. I just mean we're all different human beings. We're dynamic. Yeah. So depending on where we're at in our lives, mm-hmm. um, you may hear a piece of music today, but then in 10 years, that same piece of music would make you cry. Really music, yeah. You know, why? It's because you've lived some experience. And so. Yeah. And it's the song didn't change. Yeah. You changed. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, it's very cool. Music is definitely a big part of my relationship with Selena, and mm. she loves music. Right. Loves Tupac, loves oh. all 90s hip-hop, anything Even like as that. a black queen, mama. Dear Mama is her favorite oh, no. song. Even as a crack fiend, mama. You always was black a black queen, queen mama. mama, yeah. yeah. Still the black I used to Queen listen Mama. exclusively to Tupac yes. as, a, as a junior high. Dear Mama kid. is one of the greatest songs, and that's Selena's favorite song ever. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's very special to people, right? Like, it's a yeah. common story that's told, and it's, um, yeah, unfortunately a common story. But it's, uh, yeah. yeah, people identify very heavily, and I think that that being the ladder to someone's soul is, is very, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love 90s hip-hop, too. I love all that old-school hip-hop. You going to do a freestyle rap for us? Uh, Not a freestyle rap, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. If I was Ethan, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He can can work vicariously through you. No, you can work vicariously through him. Yeah, I think next time we get another chair here and we have Ethan here, too. And do a little sesh. Yeah. I'm down. I... I probably won't have a lot to add to the musical side of it, but I bring some vibes as well. So I can just sit here and you listen. Bring a lot of vibes, bro. Thank you. The vibes are immaculate. Thank you. I have a song called I Got the Vibe. Yeah? Yeah, I performed it last night at the uh, job site. I'm so mic. sorry I missed you, bro. It's just downstairs. It's all good. Yeah, well, we saw you yeah. when we stepped out. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, man. And we, we stepped out and Ethan just did a verse on one of my songs that's going to come out called brave up i performed that as well sick and it's just i think it's really exciting what's bubbling in stratford right now yes where i can feel in my mind i haven't stepped out on the scene yet in stratford i've performed mostly in the baha'i community Mm. all over the place and also in this school yeah a lot um and i've traveled with the school so i've and i've performed a lot a lot a lot for many different audiences so all cool. over but in stratford yeah in the stratford community i haven't really done anything mm-hmm. um except for last night at the open mic that was kind of like my yeah. it felt like my debut to just i saw stratford. johnny on the way home we were going up at the same time after i was done rugby and he came from the open mic okay and uh the first thing i was like johnny boy kareem performed eh like how did it go and he's like he killed it 
Okay, well, that's Absolutely good to hear. Absolutely killed it. <laughs> and I knew you killed it, but... Thank you, thank you. Um, which is interesting. We were talking about this, too. Like, I, ha- I got really great feedback, and it yeah. was a lot of fun. But in my mind, I was thinking, oh, my God, that did not of go... Of course, yeah. ...according to my plan. Of course. You know, that didn't really exactly, but I still celebrate in the moment. Yes, and, of course. And I, le- and I did it. Yeah. I did it. And I was so nervous. And I usually get nervous, but not that nervous, you know. And yeah. I've, I've performed for really much smaller audiences. Yeah. I performed for one time it was 4,000 people. Oh, my God. And funnily enough, that one, it was at a Baha'i conference. That was um, that was the least nervous. Really? Maybe because all the faces kind of blend. Yeah. The more intimate one is scarier. Yes. Like this. Yes. This is very scary to perform. Yes. You know, but it, we can do it as well. Um Anyway, so what I wanted to say is that it feels like we have something really bubbling in Stratford. Yeah, man. You have a studio. I have a studio. Yeah. Ethan has a studio. Um, Alex has a studio. It's only you know? a time. And so it's about time. It does feel like there's a little bit of the siloing, like we're each in our own efforts, and there's some collaboration kind of here and there. Yeah. But I do actually see a more um, purposeful collaboration yeah. on a grander scale. Yeah. So more like a, a uh, almost like a collective. And I know, shout out Chris again and Claire with the York Lane Art Collective. Yes. Super inspiring. Super awesome. Yeah. Um, so a, a way to do something like that or like a forum. Yeah. Or something. Uh, yeah. You know, a band of 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 creators a yeah. band of artists who yeah. support the community and support those up and coming ones yeah. workshops mm-hmm. opportunities events you know these different things and and there's already so much great stuff happening like johan and ethan are doing rock the muse yeah you know i'm so pumped for that yeah and because that's our own yeah. music festival like that's crazy to yeah. me you know and and there are others tons of festivals in in stratford tons of events mm-hmm. um but the thing is, I've lived here for a long time, like uh, 10 years plus, maybe 15 years now. I've left for a couple of years here and there. Yeah. But I haven't felt like just existing in Stratford and always traveling away to perform. Mm-hmm. I have never felt the invitation. Yep. And so part of what I'm doing is saying, well, I don't like forget an invitation. Let me create my own world. Yeah. But as soon as I started doing that, uh, which is not that long ago, I started realizing there's like-minded yeah. individuals doing amazing things, yeah. and the invitation's wide open. This is one of the most. So, this is one of the most talented and rich bases of just raw talent and creativity in Canada, in my opinion. Mm. This is uh, this is a place where Justin Bieber came from. Shout out to the Biebs, man. The biggest artist. Yeah what huge stratford yeah like the festival theater home to some of the greatest actors of all time christopher Plummer, william hutt shout outs absolutely amazing people mm-hmm. home to you home to ethan home to john mm. home to home to chris mm-hmm. right yeah home to me home to everybody wizzy john exactly all the amazing, amazing Shana. artists, and so many people we don't, um, everybody don't even know yet. Absolutely, that's, that's kind of what I'm realizing. Absolutely, that yes, there's amazing talent, but 
um, all the all the people in Stratford don't actually know each other, yeah, or know of each other, or even know that there's opportunities to do things in Stratford, yeah. To like like I didn't know that open mic was happening. It's down the street from my house. Yes. So John said, Crazy. Um, he said, well, I got to do better with my marketing. So that's another thing I'm thinking is creating one unified effort so that all the residents of Stratford mm-hmm. can understand the cool things that are happening. And yeah. not only are they happening, you're invited. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, because that's not the general feeling, especially for someone who's grown up in Canada feeling like the other. Yes. Um, coming to Stratford. The assumption I have is that, oh, I'm probably the other here too. And for me, I've had that experience anywhere I go because I'm Egyptian, Irish, Persian, Scottish, you know, born in Haiti, raised in India, United States and Canada, and then married a Korean, Swedish woman. So anywhere I go in the world, and I've lived in multiple countries, I don't feel like I belong, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also therefore feel like I belong everywhere. Yeah. Because, you know, but I also feel like I belong nowhere. Anyways, that's a bit of my journey through identity and these things. And what I, I'll just end the journey real quick. What I boiled it down to is that my identity is um, that I'm a spiritual being. Yeah. And that we all are. And so actually being Irish or Scottish or Egyptian or fat or thin or tall or black or white or brown or, or like me, uh, a cream, a cream, yeah. you know, like being a blend or being any one of those different things is not even who we really are. We're yeah. not even that, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's melanin, you know, like my, my brother, Chris, he says, he doesn't say, Oh, that, that black man, he says that melanated individual. Yeah. He speaks differently. It's inspiring because yeah. he's saying that's all that it is. I appreciate that. That's, that's something everybody like that's a lesson people need to to learn and here's the thing for me um it actually is a profound and strong force in stratford um uh, two forces i i I can speak to real quick um and then we probably should wrap it up sure we can always do another episode like we'll do a part two yeah um but i think that there is two forces at play in stratford that i want to that I want to highlight. One is a super strong force of togetherness and love Mm. and support and unity and the arts and all this great stuff. But there's actually another force of racism. And I say this because I work here at an international school Yes, and our students are coming from all over the world and things happen to them in this town. Yep. And they come back and report it to us. Yeah. And unfortunately it's too often, uh, than one can stay comfortable with. If it happens once or twice, you say, Hey, that's a crazy person. Yeah. They're obviously ignorant. Yep. You know, cause people have said things to our students that I'm not comfortable repeating. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That's the level I'm talking Absolutely. about yelling it out, out a truck as they drive by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, once or twice is an isolated incident but when the incidents are too many yep you start to think okay there may be a group of people in our town or in this area um 
who actually have a culture of racism in their families or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what can we do about it? Hey, you know, right? I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing up this topic. And um, this is something that I feel very powerfully about. Mm. Um, yeah. I think um, I don't really have um, a, a grounds to stand on when it comes to this mm-hmm. because um, I have not experienced nearly any, any sort of um, anything like that in my life. And I... I don't want to say that I'm lucky. I'm not lucky. That's just the way that it is for me. Mm-hmm. That's my reality. Right. And, um, yeah, it makes me very, very sad to hear that mm. in general. I'm, mm. I, yeah, no, that, that, that is a big deal. That is a huge deal. And I absolutely hate that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I think that because Stratford is, is an inclusive place for, um, everything else that's not that for sexuality and for anything else. Stratford is a renowned world renowned place for people to come and be themselves. Mm. And I think that that is absolutely awful that Mm. someone has had that experience here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say to that. Unfortunately, I, I can only be, um, I can only be a, a strong ally in this sense. Mm. And I try to, in everything that I do in my life, I try to diversify everything. Um, and I think I've brought that to Stratford tourism's attention that there needs to be oh, really? more, yeah, more representation for everybody. Mm. And, uh, that's actually a good point. Selena and I, when we work together on things, and when Selena goes and she uh, works for other people and for other businesses, mm-hmm. she will. The first thing she does is she'll open up every type of media that they have, outward facing, to the community, right, right. and will say, "I'm sorry, I only see white people. I only see white moms with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? Why? Like why? Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? And a lot. There is a lot of businesses around here that will do that. And um, I think they would be very lucky to have Selena and I working for them to be able to show the diversity that can be, that could exist. Mm-hmm. I think right. like you're actually very, very misinformed if you think that my business only appeals to white moms. Yeah. So right. that's only the people I'm going to put on there. Right. Right. You know, like, why would you do that? It's not even a good business move. No, yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, um, just like, noting and diversity in everything that you do mm-hmm. um is incredibly important and i think that i am fortunate to have gone to school to learn about things and to educate myself on my own time about this kind of stuff mm. um yeah but i just feel that i the only thing i can do is support at this point right. i can support as much as i possibly can but um as far as like speaking to experiences, I can't. I, unfortunately, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, of course, and and I don't think you you need yeah, to. Yeah. But I think that as a team, yeah, as a team of creatives in Stratford, we can uh, reflect together. Because I don't other, think yeah. there's such thing as like an overnight golden answer to solve a a problem like this. Yeah. Because it's a deep issue, and yeah. it will take generations to solve. Yep. Um, 
but what are the actions that can be can be done you know either um like obviously or you know subliminally mm-hmm. whatever it is and the representation is seems obvious but it's sort of subliminal you know because it's just an advertisement yeah. but it's just representing different types of people yeah i think just making like, sure it's that it's actually a basic concept but yeah. it has profound impact exactly but then there's other things like you know projects directly about the issue yeah you know and at, at our school at nancy campbell we the students have dances mm-hmm. that they do on different social issues yes you know and so one is on racism yeah and if the students can do it right because it's just dramatic movement mm-hmm. so they don't need to be dancers but if they get the emotion right on their faces yeah i cry every time if when when they get it right mm-hmm. you know um and why is that because it's speaking directly to the issue through art mm-hmm. and art has that power art of all forms speaks yeah. to the heart yeah and once the heart is open then we can speak to the mind Mm-hmm. So imagine someone who thinks that another human that doesn't look like them is less worthy mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. And then we try to have some sort of philosophical debate about why I think they're wrong and they think I'm wrong. Yeah. That will probably go nowhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's a, just a high chance. Maybe. Yeah. But if we start with the arts. Yeah. Um, Reaching their heart first before yeah. you have that conversation yeah making them identify with maybe things in their own life that they could probably better understand yeah and and, and i think part part of this too is um is marketing yeah right like um for example um the open mic at job site mm-hmm. you know myself and wizzy john have been living in stratford for long enough and we're artists and we love performing and we want opportunities yeah. we didn't know it existed um and if we knew it existed, we didn't know we'd be welcome there with our genres yeah. and what we like to do, yeah. you know? But once we met the guy, John, who actually hosts the event, yeah. not only are, like, are we welcome, he was so excited yes. to have us there. So I can speak on behalf of, of Weijo and myself that last night was a big deal. Yeah, Last night actually felt like, oh, I'm welcome here. Yeah. And I've been here over 10 years. Why did I not feel so welcome? I'm so happy like, you felt like that, man. Thank you. And I do feel welcome. That's the thing. But there's a deeper side to that. There's a deeper side that thinks, but if I actually rap in front of actual Stratford crowds, yeah. it'll definitely not get accepted because I'm not bluesy. I'm not folk. You know, Have I'm you not this, it? not that. Have you done it? The performance? Yeah, like real like real rap that you like to do. In Last night? And how I they, didn't hold back. I said, I'm just going to rap the way I want to. And they loved it. And I'm not going to integrate any other genre. And people were loving it, having a good time. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So to me, it was a, it was a big deal. It that's, was actually huge. And so amazing. now I'm pumped yeah. um, to get more involved hmm. on the scene, you know? And so that's why I think there's something really bubbling. Yeah. Really, really bubbling that can be... Uh, have basically a global vision locally. Yes. So that's something to to chew on for all of us. Yes. And then come back on episode two and we'll follow up. Yeah. Like, how did that go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to give an update because I think this is probably going to happen sooner than you think. Respect, bro. Respect. So the man himself, Jeff Wood from Little Big Creative, has joined us on this epic journey through 
incredible topics that we didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it and the power of it. And I'm just so grateful that you agreed to come here. And for you to know this, I was thinking, there's, I don't think that guy would ever go on to my podcast. Oh, like, that guy's too legit. No but then way. I just thought, let me just ask him. And I asked you, and you said, of course. It was yeah. all caps. Like, yes. I'm so down. And so yeah, it's huge. So I appreciate the love. And I hope you feel that love reciprocated. Yeah. Hey, and that we can do much more. I appreciate you wearing your heart on your sleeve. Thank you, man. And that last part, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. That's and if you haven't, about. if you haven't checked him out, check him out. And I don't even need to say that because you're a well-established individual. It's more like check me out. It's more like thanks for joining the podcast so people can check me out. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this back and and listen to and it. And see what we talked about. I forget almost what we That's my favorite about. part. Yeah. Is, is the afterward. Like, yeah. Like, oh, wow, that was interesting. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you don't want to buy this book, you can find it anywhere you want. You just type it in on the internet, okay? Boom. So don't feel like you have to spend money to, to get knowledge. You can get knowledge wherever you find it. There Wherever you, you feel inspired, you get that knowledge. There you go. Yeah. Much love, bro. All right.